My Eagle enthusiasts, it's Fairway Rolling, presented by FanDuel. Major season is here, and you can get in on all the long drives, big putts, and major moments with FanDuel. Check out live PGA Tour bets like longest drive, round leaders, matchups, birdie or better, and more. Plus, track every shot in the app and watch select par three holes while you place your bets. Download the app today and bet with FanDuel, the official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. You must be 21 years old or older and present in select states. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, everybody. Live from Petco Park in San Diego. That's live on tape, actually. This shoutcast is brought to you by Callaway, makers of the Epic Driver with Jailbreak Technology. Uh, I bet you've heard the big news. The latest to join the epic revolution is former number one ranked amateur Maverick McNeely, who announced he signed with Callaway this week and is teeing it up in the Safeway Open on the PGA Tour's new opener for the wraparound season. Maverick says he's gained three to four miles per hour ball speed with Epic, which will be in the bag as he makes his pro debut. And I think it was in his bag at the Walker Cup, too. Anyway, check it out. Safeway Open. Mav McNeely, really, really smart, polished a uh, very, very intelligent young man. Great piece on golfweek.com by Brentley Romine. Check it out. House. Podcast pals, this episode of Shack House is brought to you by Proper Cloth, the leader in men's custom shirts. At propercloth.com, ordering custom shirts has never been easier. Create your custom shirt size by answering 10 easy questions. Shirts start from 80 bucks and are delivered in just two weeks. For premium quality and perfect fitting shirts, my friends, visit propercloth.com and use gift code shackhouse to get $20 off your first custom shirt today. That's 20 free bucks off your first custom shirt. Propercloth.com gift code shackhouse. Now, my friends, let's go to the shackhouse. Wow, House, nice to uh, open the episode with a beautiful call here live from Petco Park. Jack, I had to bring it. That We're was nice. Face to face, my You've brother. already done it once today. You did it on the ninth tee, and I think you scared the bejesus out of a few little puppies that were there, but they've recovered. They're fine. We played the links at Petco Park. We did it. We are live in a suite, live on tape, and uh, it's a beautiful suite here that the Padres have. We've fallen in love again with Petco 
park. It's really an amazing thing that uh, has been created here, both on the food front. Of course, we're, we can't eat any of the food, but just seeing what both uh, the Padres have here as a ballpark and what Callaway's done to make it a golf course again. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, this is an incredible venue. This is my second year uh, here in San Diego. And obviously, the weather is incredible in San Diego at all times. The views are incredible because they have the water and, you know, yeah. everything that goes along with it. But the ballpark fits so seamlessly into this this portion of town where it is. And the actual inside the ballpark experience uh, is is really... There's nothing like it in baseball. Really. Well, uh, yeah, the inside the ballpark experience is is really impressive in terms of of two things. First, it looks like all of the food and beer and wine options are bespoke. Yeah, you don't. It doesn't look like there is a generic vendor in the whole joint, and every one of the offerings that I, that we see in those in in the in the food and beverage arena are things that I'm kind of interested in. I'm curious. I'd like to try this. I wonder if anybody actually watches any baseball when they come to a game here. Well, that was kind of the thing we noticed as we took the routing this year, which was way, way improved over uh, the routing last year because it took us in all these nooks and crannies of the park. And you just cannot believe how many there are in this stadium. But then they're all in little spots where you go, well, look at the view outside. Look at this. Look at that. It's it's hard to imagine watching a game here because the experience is so much fun. Yeah. And in and then the but but then when you do look out to the field, it's a very intimate experience. So we looked out to the field on nine lovely halls today, and yeah, we, had, we we had a great uh, group there. It was it was quite fun. Yeah, we had to give a shout out to this experience. I know it's really just for folks in the Southern California area uh, able to get down here the handful of days that they make tickets available. Um, and we are uh, on this show today going to cover all of golf's most important topics, including. The uh, one day, we have one day exactly to cover all of the year of, of 2016-2017 <laughs> in review. We're definitely going to knock out some superlatives on that front check since we have the one day here yeah. today. We're, we're very fortunate we're in each other's company. But let's start with your experience. You were in one of uh, the world's great cities oh, for food, amazing. and I won't make you go through all your meals. No. But you were in New York City last week for the President's Cup. How was the live on-the-ground experience? I, I thought it was sensational. Uh, from a fan's point of view, that's a tough golf course to get around. But one, but but getting to it because of where you are and the, and the number of transportation op- options uh, it really works well as a tournament venue on that front. The, the architecture is uh, lacking a little bit, but they they did a nice job rerouting the course. I'm never a fan of those reroutes, but it worked really well for match play. And my sense was it, even though it was a blowout, it it, it, it came off again as a good event because, I mean, look at the emotion. By the way, I think one of the things people forget, Kevin Kisner and Justin Thomas were rookies and they delivered and they brought the passion, they brought... The ham and egg job between Kisner and Mickelson was incredible. I mean, they've already, if Phil makes that Ryder Cup next year, they're going to be a team. They just had a perfect thing going, and Kisner was everything we thought he would be. He lost that last hole in that last match. It cost me a little bit of money on the low rookie bet. But I thought that the passion of the players, the beauty of the the scene, the, the aerials, I know it gets a little cliched, but when you're there, the Statue of Liberty, the city, it really is breathtaking to see. And it is a, a phenomenal place they have created in terms of uh, the setting. And, and I, the President's Cup is not the Ryder Cup. There is no chippiness, but I, I thought it was a very successful week given 
how tired a lot of the players were and probably didn't want to be there, and they still delivered and performed. I thought that was really admirable, the U.S. team. And that may have been the peer pressure. You know, that the, the team aspect may have kind of forced their hands to, to bring it, whereas the internationals, they looked tired. They played tired. And um, they, they didn't play like they didn't want to be there. There wasn't anything like that. They just were a little bit ragged. Yeah, so I watched more of it on TV than I expected. And what... Um, Why? You think it was the, just the look? Well, the look was was really um, compelling. I, I, I liked very much everything that you described in terms of the New York skyline and everything, the Statue of Liberty. Obviously, NBC beat that into the ground a little bit. Sure, sure. But um, it really is. A, it's, a, it's just as cool on TV. Well, and as I, we heard today, talking to our, our golf buddies here at Petco, they – that they were enthralled by that that scene. Yeah, the, the other thing that, that leapt out at me and, and kind of sucked me in a little bit, and I think a, a great big difference between the U.S. team and the internationals is it felt very much to me like uh, not an audition, a dry run for um, the Ryder Cup, sure. like preparation for the Ryder Cup, like the bonding that was being reported in the in the media that was going on, you know, behind the scenes. It was kind of evident, I thought, and I loved. You know, the combinations of players that was kind of unexpected and, and guys like you mentioned, Kisner and Mickelson. I liked seeing um, who was Berger, Berger and, and, and Justin Thomas. Yeah. Like that feels like a team that could be formidable mm-hmm. yeah. in, in come Ryder Cup uh, next year. Getting those guys some of that experience together. I expect both of them to make the Ryder Cup next year. So it's th- those kinds of, uh, um, you know, you, the pressure is obviously greatly reduced in this kind of a format. It is, but you still sense out there that they don't want to let a partner down and it can be a, a place where they could be embarrassed and, and, and it can be awkward. So there, there's still pressure on them. They just seem to perform unbelievably well and, and were bonded and it was fun to watch. So I don't, I don't think that the event needs a wholesale change. If you look at the history of the Ryder cup, Walker cup, there have been these long sided, uh, lopsided stretches for, for, for both of those things and they've survived. Um, I, I do think it would be fun to see the internationals use that home field advantage to flip around the format a little bit. I don't know if the tour will allow them to, if television would, but they're good in the singles and they should start off with the singles at Royal Melbourne. And, that, and that's a little bit of gamesmanship too, which brings some, cause it needs some chippiness. There's something, they all get along too well. Yeah. Well, one of the things also that we talked about on the previous show that I, I want to, um, so, you know, run yeah. through again, it, it falls on such a bad place on the U.S. calendar. Yeah, we really if we could figure out a way to have it in a December, yep. January kind of time frame, I really think that would be a big help. Well, it will be December in 2019. But beyond that, it's back at Quail Hollow in 2021. <laughs> so um, then you cannot do that in December. That's for sure. Uh, but yeah, anyway, we uh, we need to. Oh, and we can't pass up the chance to talk about Tiger Woods fantastic car driving uh, effort. He, uh, he worked hard house. He was, he had the pen and paper. He was sketching out stuff for Stricker's, you know, doing the pairings. Between I don't, them. No. I don't really want to ask why, how did he look? He looks in, inflated. Okay. He looks pumped up. Like he's on the, uh, 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 you know, on the two. Well, he said he's working out twice a day. The reason, he looks huge. He I just did, looks huge. I didn't want to understand it. Yeah. I don't want to ask because I'm, I'm referring to his upper body. I, I we already know, know. We, were, <laughs> we already know he looks huge in other parts of his torso. God bless him. <laughs> the I I'm I have written off. I'm in the 99% zone prepared for him to never play golf again. 
But if if you gave me a report of him looking, you know, lean and mean, and he's he's moving around and the hips and oh. the glutes, they're all everything's activated. Do I let myself one percent? Do I let that one percent get excited again? Again, just talking about how he looks mobility wise, not he, that appendage. He is. was walking well. That that looked good. He, uh, I got uh, some some Trumpsters very unhappy with me on Twitter because we were standing watching the Donald Trump trophy ceremony, and he stood in the back. And it seemed like the assistant captains were staying in the back, but he really stayed in the back. And then they transitioned over to an area where they could pose for a photo. And he, he did not make an effort to go shake the president's hand. But then the president came up to him from behind and and they did a big, you know, bro yeah, thing. And, I mean, and, and and what are you going to do? But he um, he tried to keep a low profile as much as possible during the week. Unfortunately, his one press conference with the other assistants turned into a whole thing about his health. And then he kind of dropped that little bombshell at the end, which was very untiger like to say, yeah, he could see himself never playing competitive golf again, and right. that, that ended up getting news alerts and all that. But with good reason. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So, but no, I thought he looked really engaged in the whole thing, and I think he may be the the perfect choice for Royal Melbourne. So in okay. 2019. That's a that's a type of superlative. I I think we both agree um, that he would be an outstanding captain of, of that team. Well, I, I do too, and he seems to be finally maybe embracing that there's. Uh, 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 an affinity for having him be part of the game that he seems to have shut himself uh, down on and, and acted like, I don't know, maybe he just doesn't want to deal with people or he doesn't want to deal with uh, a lot of nonsense. But he, you know, he did a great job with the President's Cup. And then he got on his jet and he went out to Oregon and spoke to a college golf tournament. Now, it was Nike and it was uh, it was Oregon and it was Stanford and and all that. But still, he, he hasn't been doing that. So, anyway. well, you know. Uh, speaking of superlatives, we have a few to run through in connection with the 2016-2017 season. But first, let's let's have a quick word from some of our friends. Podcast pals, we have a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And let me repeat that. Once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. A collaboration between Callaway, The Ringer, and Golf Fights Cancer. One-of-a-kind set of wedges created by Callaway's own superstar wedge maker, Anthony Taranto, who hand-stamps and sandblasts wedges for the Callaway Tour staff and celebrities around the world. There are three wedges, 52, 56, and 60. They're all sandblasted, hand-painted, stamped, one-of-a-kind black and green KBS Tour limited shafts with super-stroke black grips. We have a beautiful ringer emblazoned wedge we have an unbelievable shack house wedge and then there's one for the pod father himself the bill simmons wedge you have to check it out online get on callawaygolf.com slash customs the auction opens today it's wednesday october the 4th it will close wednesday october the 11th highest bid wins you need to get online, check out these cool wedges. All proceeds from the winning bid go to Golf Fights Cancer. Up your game, do some good, and get yourself a tax write-off while you're at it. Podcast Pals, today's episode also brought to you by our friends at MyBookie. Ever since Shaq and I and Callaway and the Ringer started the Shaq House, people have been asking for advice. And usually it's what golfer am I going to bet on this week? Well, 
Let me tell you, my friends, where you are betting is just as important as who you may be betting on. And that's why I'm telling you to go to mybookie.ag. MyBookie has been in this business for years and their reputation is rock solid. 100% cash bonuses. So off the bat, you are making money for doing nothing. They have the fastest payouts, just two business days, my friends. You already know who's going to win, so lay down some cash and win big today. I would only recommend a service to the Shack House listeners that has been good to Shack and I. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and an all-new mobile site that makes wagering on the go a breeze. Join now, and my bookie will match your deposit with up to a 100% bonus. Let me repeat that: 100% bonus on your first deposit. Just visit mybookie.ag, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E.ag, and use the promo code SHACK to wow. activate the offer. You play, you win, you get paid, Shaq. I finally got my own code. This is so exciting. Yeah, it's not a house code. Let, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we uh, this is probably our last show for a while, so we should kind of run through the uh, the year. You know, you and I tried to, to poke around on the interweb about year-end awards for the PGA Tour. But, of course, nobody in media has had a chance to actually sit down and think about these things. They just announced Rookie of the Year, Player of the Year this week because, of course, we're starting again on Thursday. So we don't even... All this this beautiful work that these players do, these tournaments do, the volunteers, the sponsors, the, the officials, the television networks, uh, it's all sort of forgotten quickly because... Uh, do you think that's a negative for the, the sport house that we don't have this sit-down moment at the end of the year to reflect on because and it was a sensational year by the way when you really step back and think about some of the shots we got to see uh well the, go- the goofy I, thing it, it is a great year we're gonna get the year in review at the end of the calendar year yeah, that's yeah. the way it works uh, right so probably it, it, they the the tour i understand the tension that they have in terms of on the one hand they have sponsors that want to sponsor tournaments they have players that want to play in tournaments they have tv partners that probably begrudgingly are willing to show a little bit of golf on tv and so they run these, they run the tournaments, and you can't turn off the calendar if if there's there's water coming out of the spout. And by water, I'm talking about green water. I'm yeah. talking about that green money <laughs> coming out of the spout shack. But look, all the rest Speaking of us, there is an important of that, uh, uh, you know, moment in the in the calendar. We'd want to get per, put perspective on what we observed, and I guess we just have to wait till the end of the year, and it'll be awkward because guys are already playing oh, yeah. uh, on the new season, and and who cares? But we're ready right now, Shaq, to do our own superlatives. We 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 we're we're hot and and uh, we're good on our feet here at the Shaq House. Well, we're not going to cover the generic favorite player of the year awards and all that kind of stuff. We're going to really talk about ourselves. So what was your best bet of the year, House? <laughs> That's true. So look, I have two best bets of the year. And in fact, I have a best bet and a worst bet of the year. I'll start with my number one best bet of the year was by far uh, Brooks Kepka. Now, I had him at 40 to one. I gave him out on Against All Odds with the Cousin Sal yeah. on the Ringer Podcast Network. And, and people, I think, uh, appreciated that little bit of advice. 40 to one. He had the profile 
for Aaron Hills, the reputation that Aaron Hills had. It was interesting as we observed Aaron Hills that because the win never really came up, it did permit players, um, you know, that the advantage was supposed to go to the Bombers and a Bomber won. But Brian Harmon was right there on yeah. the back nine yep. uh, at, at Aaron Hills, you know, competing for the dubs. Justin Thomas, of course, shot, of course, shot a 63. He's a bomber as well. But Kepka was was my best bet, and I'm I'm proud of that uh, high style and profile of putting him out there. My my worst bet was Matt Kuchar. I gave Matt Kuchar out for the British Open. Now that was a best bet and a worst bet because yeah, if you I- bet him both ways the way you're supposed to in golf which and, i did and yeah you in you, england you got a nice in england you got a nice roi there I a did. nice return on your investment the reason that it was the worst bet is because he had the lead on the 13th hole on on sunday in the final round and then got blitzkrieged well let's be fair to matt he played and i watched him a lot that week it was it was an incredible week of golf and he had to wait for a half hour on the 13th hole. And then Jordan goes and does what he does. I, I, that's still, to me, the performance of the year that didn't end up with a victory. It was it was sensational what he did. And I think it took a lot out of him. I think he's pretty tired, and and, and even though he's a grinder and plays every week. But well, I, I, I gain a lot of respect for him, both yeah. in the, how and he I, did in that, in that event and then yeah, through and the rest I, of the year. And I thanked him at, at Ladbrokes when I, when I cashed that ticket. <laughs> uh, so the best meal of the year at a major for me actually was it's tight. Yeah. The majors weren't that great this year for food. Uh, New York city uh, for the president's cup was sensational. Charlotte had some, some really nice places, but uh, the major season's tough for food. And uh, I'm not, I, I really can't single anything there. What? Uh, you didn't have yeah. Charlotte. I would have expected you would have gotten a nice barbecue. Oh, we did a lot of good food, but um, no, no specific places worth a, a full. Well, what about, what about the media dining? Did you get any breakfast anywhere? We uh, we had a rough year in media dining. It was it was a tough well, season. Uh, look, look, I I have a recollection. Yeah. You were sending me pictures of these omelets from from the Masters. Did okay, you not, well, uh, did you get an omelet uh, at the Masters? Oh yeah, the Masters a... dining was sensational. Yeah, everything. Well, that's else a major, was, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. The Masters and they is a the major. Bar up on Sunday night. And, yeah. You know, they, 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 Come yeah. on, Daddy. They also had the best podcast studio of the year uh, by a major championship. <laughs> of course, the only place that has a podcast studio. <laughs> Uh, that then and it had a line out the door, so I think they'll be wanting to expand that going forward. What 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 was your best new addition to pro golf? So I, you and Player. I are gonna we're gonna be in agreement on this. I, I fear. Uh, I absolutely loved the way that the TV broadcasts, um, and I think I don't recall who to give credit to. But the playthrough idea. Yeah, that's an NBC Golf Channel. It was. Okay. So did, did Fox do any of that over the U.S. Open? They no. didn't. Okay. No. Well, and God bless NBC and the Golf Channel. I, I am hoping, and I've heard my good friend, the podfather himself, Bill Simmons, extol yep. the virtues of this and argue that it ought to be um, taken on by other professional sports and their television broadcasts to play through with the split screen where on the one hand you can – monitor the action uh, on the left side of the screen on the right side of the screen the advertiser runs whatever it needs to run in terms of a 30 second or 45 second or even a 60 second hit and and i'm able to you know uh we we live in a multitasking society right now Shaq. it didn't really detract from my enjoyment of of the action and i you know what i kind of paid attention to what was happening with the with the uh, vendor well and i think that they are going to accumulate a lot of data. Remember, it actually, they tested it last year in an event, but this was the first year where they went hardcore with it at multiple events and in multiple commercial breaks. 
And they're, they're really getting, I think, some fascinating data that it's great for the companies who have the ad. And then it's great for us as viewers. Or if you're sitting in a bar, you don't take your eye off it. You see the, the brand that's on the right. It, it, make, it works for fans. It's one of those great solutions that works for fans, the product, the sport, and, and then for the advertiser. And so I hope that golf has uh, earned some, some credibility with people for having maybe been a big part of the, uh, the innovation. Fingers front. crossed. Yeah. Uh, most surprising. This was submitted by uh, Ethan, our friend Ethan at Callaway. Most Easy. surprising or perplexing decision or ruling this year. Of course, on the ruling front, we had Lexi Thompson and Charlie Hoffman and all these crazy, wacky rulings. But uh, anything jump out at, the, at you there? I, I have a definitive winner for most surprising, perplexing decision. It's a three-way tie, by the way. Oh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll let you get to yours. I, I didn't like it all. Um, the Charlie ruling, the Charlie Hoffman special treatment that he got. The uh, Billy Bunker. Yeah, I the, can't. That yeah, whole that fake thing. One. And I'm not going to run through it. The, the noteworthy thing there is that his playing partner was Kevin Chappell. Right. And Kevin Chappell told him, instructed Charlie to wipe that shit-eating green. Uh, yeah, you observed that shit-eating green. Yeah. Now, that was enjoy. And then fast forward to the President's well, that one, Cup. By the way, that one at least, you know, some some people might find the, their behavior to have rubbed the, them the wrong way. I actually view it the other way. The fact that they were smiling and almost and laughing it off made them realize the way you can use the rules to to a ridiculous uh, length and well, extent. The professionals, and not the rest. The of professionals, us. Yeah. yeah. And and so that was sort of it was. I realized in hindsight at the time it bothered me, but thinking back, it was more of a. Uh, this is sort of ridiculous, but I'm using the rules to my advantage. And well, I liked seeing Chapel and Hoffman together uh, at the President's Cup. Obviously, the Lexi situation was just terrible for the game, and and still bothers me that people are look at that and feel that they are seeing something that is such an egregious obvious violation of the rules and i i just i'm sorry it, it took zooming in and eight multiple replays and that that just doesn't count as being definitive no my um three-way tie for most surprising or perplexing decision of the year goes to uh, jason day roy mcelroy and phil mickelson for oh. uh, dumping their caddies <laughs> now i don't know if phil and and bones was really a firing situation i think that really was a mutual agreement thing. But again, here's the reason why it's perplexing. Those were all mid-season. Yeah. And to me, that is so strange when you are going through this schedule and you have a flow, you have a, a method to your madness. And then seeing Jason Day at the President's Cup last week, I mean, he had no idea where the ball is going. And Colin Swatton is his teacher slash caddy or was. And this is a case where he probably could have helped straighten him out and mm -hmm. he wasn't there. And then Rory, right in the middle of the major season, when you're somebody who's built your, your career now around the majors, to be firing somebody in this whole... This is going to be an interesting trend, House, to see if this, uh, the day McElroy model, which is, I think, started a little bit with Tommy Fleetwood, where they have to have a mate. They have to have a lad on the bag. And he's got to you know be somebody who likes to go to the gym with them and somebody who likes to... Uh, tell him how wonderful he is, and then they can go have drinks together. And it's almost a vanity play. It's almost a, I, I, well, it's not a it's not that's, something that so is that's driven by common sense about who's going to help you get around the golf course in the fewest number of strokes. Because Day and McElroy, they're doing all their own yardages now. Well, then maybe it's I'm just a, bizarre. Maybe I'm a sucker. Well, you are. I am. It's true. I actually thought Rory's observation on this was particularly illuminating, which is. It, it forced him to take more responsibility. It created a moment of accountability for him that he felt like he was missing. Now, 
If mm. I'm going to give out, let me just give out most disappointing, disappointing season of the year. That's Rory McIlroy. Oh, of course, yeah. Because he, he, if to my way of thinking, he, he, he took that injury that was unfortunate at the beginning of the season, but he disrespected the rest of his season through the series of things that he did. And I, I've said this a handful of times on the podcast. He is not yet 30 years old and every missed opportunity in connection with a major, because we measure golf greatness by the majors. You can't, waste these opportunities when you're in your 20s like this and have the talent that he has but i did think his explanation of trying to create some personal accountability that he'd be grown too reliant on jp and that you know it had created a comfort zone that was that was proving to be detrimental to what he was trying to accomplish i understood it it made sense to me and and i didn't uh you know i don't know he's not going to have a mate necessarily forever on his bag but the change of pace there kind of made sense to me i guess i just think that these people have a lot on their plate as pro golfers and the part of the reason you pay a caddy 10 percent of your earnings is to uh take some of that burden off you and uh, also help maybe uh raise a few questions as you're playing and that's where it concerns me that they didn't like somebody questioning their their judgment, and I think in all three cases that may have been the case. And but how, I don't think that's a healthy. These are all guys with long term relationships. Like all of a sudden they they grew well, it can dis- happen disgruntled time, with the yeah, with I mean, the you know the yeah, questioning. They might have. I don't know. They might they might get out there and get a little bit insulated, and you never know. But okay, we'll see how it works out for them. So far, uh, not so hot. Well, for Rory, all three of them. <laughs> Rory Rory's performance last week. It was his best it was. weekend finish in and any event he's ever played in his entire professional life. Yeah. 64, 63 is the yeah. very best. And Phil That's pretty good. Better at the President's Cup. Jason Day did not. All right. Your uh, best non-PGA Tour event of the year. Did you have one? It, has, it had to have been. Uh... I'll, I'll give you mine. It was the U.S. Amateur uh, at Riviera. Yeah. Best non-PGA Tour event of the year. Sure, that's not a PGA Tour event. It's not a PGA you got Tour to... event. We're getting the audience is giving us a, a, a look. They're, but, of course, the audience is now going to send a text message reminding us of something that we've forgotten about. Best team event house was, for me, of course, a total bias for the Walker Cup. Uh, I didn't watch much of the Solheim because it was during that best U.S. amateur, that amazing U.S. amateur. <laughs> uh, the President's, I think, was, was a nice event, but it, it, it didn't... Uh, the golf course wasn't quite on on the same level, and uh, well, you did just clinch for us the most the 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 best media treatment of the Walker Club Cup. You just clinched that for Shack House, so thank you for that. I did most mentions of the Walker. Oh Cup right, by on a, any on a media podcast. member, yeah. podcast, yeah. newspaper, uh, print, television. We, we just clinched it. Yeah, so good, good job. All right, best PGA Tour event of the year. So this is obviously our group of events that are not major championships. Um, there were, there were quite a few for me, the, uh, the, the farmers was a great finish with John Rahm, the yeah. Northern trust with, uh, Dustin Johnson and Jordan Spieth. Sure. Uh, uh the Genesis Dustin Johnson one was a, a, a great finish. And then I, uh, the Zurich, even though it was kind of a bizarre next day, having to finish a thing down the stretch, it was a lot of fun. The, yeah, and, you and love I, team golf. Well, I think the tour deserves huge credit for, for doing it. And the players who showed who normally wouldn't have played, I mean, it, it was the whole package of of doing what we'd hoped it would do. And we got to see Kisner emerge, even though he didn't end up winning, they lost in the playoff. We saw that he's somebody who loves that format, and then look what he did in the Presidents. And well, it just the whole thing raises the profile of the guys who bought into it. Yeah. And I love that. I love I, that the reward they got. I'm with you on, on all of that. I, I think those are all um, great nominees. Mine was 
the Barclays at Glen Oaks ah, because yeah. of the way that DJ took it out and yeah. put it on the table. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and, and, and what I, the, the thing that I, I will, will stick with me from this season is that he hit driver on 18 and sprayed it and then had to make an unbelievable putt to force the playoff. And then he hit driver again and he hit it to 10 yards from the effing green and he putted it and that was it. And poor Jordan Spieth had a six iron. And that's what I yeah. love about professional golf. Yeah. Yeah, no, we need more of that. And it made people mad that he was able to do that, it by the way. It didn't make which me was mad. so weird. It was, it was, that's risk reward. That's, yes. As you say, laying it on the table. It was beautiful. Yes. Anyway. I enjoyed uh, it. Our millennial of the year, do you have a, I think that's a no doubter. It's Justin Thomas. Of course it is. Yeah. Yeah. And by he, the way, I just realized that we, throughout this discussion, we haven't mentioned that we have another mega millennial on the show today, Chris Solomon, who played here at Petco Park. Uh, and we'll be getting... Well, uh, look, I mean, mega millennial. He's supposed to be no laying up. We we tried to hold together today, all three of yeah. us, and and he might have been closest to the pin. But how about this? We're in a baseball stadium, and you have a thing in your hand you can hit a ball with. One of us hit the ball out of the park. You know, no how, laying up. Now, house. Not everybody comes and plays golf at, at Petco Park with the intent of hitting the ball and into the seats and watching it bounce around and do damage. Some of us Don't. actually respect the beautiful golf course that, that Nate and Gil Hans laid out this year and try to hit the targets. I don't, I'm in the baseball yeah, stadium that's not you. and you put yeah. a ball in front of me. What am I supposed to do? Uh, all right. Let's uh, speaking of Chris Solomon, what do you think house? Why don't you know, you've spent a little more time with Chris than I have. I've just seen him at golf tournaments. Why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about uh, no laying up and why we have him on the show today? Well, would I don't you rather know. just go to the conversation? Yeah, we have plenty from 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 Chris. We'll let him tell about no laying up in his own words. We enjoy very much, at least I do, the the Twitter feed and and so on and so forth. And we know that they have uh, big plans for the 2017 2018 season. But we'll, we'll let Solly run through it himself. All right, joining us now is Chris Solomon of No Laying Up. We Solly! are we are at Petco Park. He just. Put us away, put us out of our misery in a little showdown. Wait, 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 wait. On the wait. ninth tee. Misery? He, he beat us. Well, what? we weren't miserable. It was fun. Yeah. Another beautiful day. One of us yeah. hit hit the ball out of the ballpark, which yeah. was glorious. Intentionally, yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's not dwell on that. So, Chris, tell us a little bit for some of our uh, uh, old fogey listeners. You know, <laughs> what is no laying up? What's going on with you guys? What have you done with your life? Uh, um, done a lot of uh, a big transition in the last couple months for me. It's a website that's... Uh, uh, started about three and a half years ago. Meet myself and three three friends. Uh, we're kind of craving. We thought the golf industry was kind of craving a different take on things, and kind of uh, needed to needed to hear the way people talk about golf in a bar and the way people talk about golf to each other. And that's kind of the, always been our sentiment and in, in trying to be as mo as authentic as possible. And thinking that you know a bit of a bit of golf journalism or media has gotten a bit dated. So our mm. our goal was to. Um, to do to to just kind of approach the game the way to, to serve the fan the best way to serve the fan I think the industry can get uh, and it, it goes for any media it can get very clickbait can get very mm. it can kind of get away from is this something that some people want to tune into want to pay attention to want to read to so that's kind of been our mission and uh, it's 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 grown at a rate we couldn't have predicted and now it's a full time job for me as of two months ago so. Yeah, Solly, one of the things that I enjoy in my consumption of the no laying up is the relationship that you guys have built with some of the younger players. And that has translated into some inside the ropes access, which, you know, gives a, a kind of a look that, that is um, 
out of the ordinary for kind of, you know, the traditional media way of doing inside the ropes would be sitting down and kind of, you know, interview uh, exchanges. You guys have kind of had the opportunity to do some day in the life stuff. Shaq and I on this podcast today are going to be talking some superlatives. So I need some insight from an inside the ropes brother with the young cats out there. Here's my first, my first question, my first superlative. Best groupies. Give me a name. <laughs> Who's got the best groupies? Mm, best, best like female groupies or I, male look, groupies? No, was, like, whatever, whatever. I would say Ricky probably pulls the most yeah. groupie following on the on the course. But Rory, male also, and female? Oh yeah, probably. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh-huh. And, um, it, it, there is a certain draw to him, and I don't, I don't know, I don't exactly know what it is. It's a, there's a lot of flash that comes with his appearance, but um, I think yeah, you're, it's always you know it, it's something that his like playing partners have to deal with, and I, I've seen it get to a couple guys, John Rahm in particular. I, I watched at the Memorial this year. He wasn't prepared for the hmm. crowd that comes with a, a, a Ricky round, which is a, a bit more boisterous, a little more loud, saying things in between shots that just kind of wore him down a little bit. Hmm. So I, just I don't wanna, know if that answers your question. I want to interrupt for a quick second. Can, can we, I mean, Shaq and I, different, little different era, a little bit older than you. I, it's a little funny to me, to me to be talking about a Ricky round because with yeah. Tiger... Tiger, I mean, with Tiger, every, influence everybody who played too. exactly with Tiger, right? Of course, it's all in perspective. Yeah, no, I know, I know. It's just funny that now we're talking about the Ricky but we round. saw it's it cool happen in, in Tiger's prime. The effect that that had Absolutely. on people as well, yeah, and that was a very, very real thing. No so. doubt. Yeah, he carried that really well, like the with the glove in the back pocket, uh, getting out of the car, you know. And he just had he had such an aura of intimidation, and he, he just the Tiger, was, yeah, and he's lost that. Well, he's still and it, got. How dare you? Yeah, Did you see no, the picture from three weeks ago? He uh, lost it. He lost that aura. <laughs> well, he I don't think he lost it. anything. I heard that the president's kept that that was a, a fun source of of uh, better than conversation in the team room. Speaking of the president's kept, you had a little bit of a hot take. Uh, well, it was a hot take when we were walking back from the the glorious ninth tee here at, at the links of Petco, brought to you by Callaway. Um, I was there. I thought it was a, a solid event. Uh, we obviously were in the press room, saw the, the telecast. We saw the playing through and some of the commercials and things. But you you were troubled by some things you saw. Yeah, I just felt – it just kind of worried me about um, the commercialization that I see in a telecast. And I think the, the point I was making was I don't think anybody tuned in and watched the President's Cup and got hooked based on what they saw because mm. there was no rhythm to what you saw. And sure. I'm, I'm, I'm a hardcore golf fan, and I, I of course, want to see the action – and I had trouble, it had trouble keeping my attention because yeah. of so many commercial breaks. And we're talking when three groups were on the course that entire holes were missed, like just yeah. the beginning of rounds were missed. And I thought, mm. you know, okay, maybe they're, you're going to burn your commercial breaks early in the broadcast, go, go non-commercials late. And it just, it, it's clunky. And, and I, I, we see it a lot on, on the CBS broadcast. And I think it was kind of, I'm typically very, very tough on CBS broadcasts and not, not alone. I think the viewers, uh, we hear it a lot from our, from our listeners that, that, you know, we can't, you can't watch it. So to see that from NBC and golf channel was just disappointing. Mm. And it just kind of has me, I don't know. There's so many, there's so much attention to growing the game and bringing new people yeah. into the game. And I feel like they try so hard in so many ways to, to kind of get to, to try to reach the fan that isn't the hardcore fan. Yeah. Yet they're not even able to get through to those. So it just mm. has me a bit concerned with, okay. with the way I see kind of television I and golf. See that. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. the way people consume golf. They, that matters how it's presented. And I, I've had, the, I was living, I lived the past three years in Europe and got a chance to see Sky Sports and to see the way 
that Europeans watch golf and it is a completely different yeah. experience. It's, it couldn't be more polar opposite. In what respect? What, what, what I makes mean, it different? The, com- the, 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 the announcers aren't always talking. Uh-huh. They kind of let the golf speak for itself and they, they, they're not, everything is, it's kind of slow transitions into the next shot and they do some panoramics of the golf course and it's all, the mood is much more subdued and they focus on the golf and they don't feel like they have to be jamming a narrative down your throat and there's not somebody talking over a player caddy conversation and they just show more live golf shots and their whole television model is very different over there and they don't have the commercial breaks at the same frequency that we do in the States. But that's, that's not a golf thing. That's an overall media thing. But uh, it's, it's, it's I I literally, I watched, uh, I was at the Irish open and I watched, you know, a lot of the telecast in the media center on TV and then tried to watch the Greenbrier classic that night. I just, I couldn't do it. Yeah. So and it, I don't know. I just feel like, well, well, let me ask you this because a lot of these entities in golf are trying to appeal to a younger group. Do you, do you sense that a younger audience smells that desperation and that, that European tour telecast, which is more comfortable in its own skin and, and is not trying to, uh, create an atmosphere that just isn't there. They're just they're just who they are, and right. they they kind of go with it. Do you think that's a danger for the sport? This sort of sense we kind of get a lot of desperation. I think so. Well, I, I try to keep perspective on that too because all of us in this room pay a lot more attention to this stuff than the casual fan does. True. So, yeah. um, so every time that Sam Saunders is in the news and you have to mention that's Arnold Palmer's grandson, we hear that in this room more often than the, the yeah. casual fan yeah. does. So. I mean, that's right. Did you know that um, Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas? Yeah, they're friends. The We've heard yeah. they have a relationship. Yeah. 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 So I read that um, So yeah. some of these things just get abused to the point where you, you, I, to, to your point it drives away kind of your core fan, the fan mm. that should matter the most, yeah. I think, in, in kind of an attempt to bring in this outside fan that I'm not sure exists. exists I don't yeah. think it's a real a real person, mm. but I don't I don't know. I'm sure there's market surveys and whatnot that they do to kind of you know trend towards that strategic development, but I, I don't know. Again, I, I, I think from our perspective it might be hard to answer that because yeah. of how much how ingrained we are in the yeah. details. Yeah. I have another superlative question. Okay. You were able? No, no. I'm, I'm, this one's down the middle. Um, you down the middle is where he hits it. By the way, this kid yeah. with his golf. That was shot. a nice draw he had on the last hole. Yeah. Um, you were able to get to from the social media. It looked like at least eight to ten different events. Was it more than that? I, I think seven or seven or eight events. I okay. think this year, yeah. Uh, best event that you attended in person this year. It's always the memorial. I, always the memorial. I, I, I grew up because in of Ohio. the milkshakes. I don't get the milkshakes. Come on, I know. Yeah, they're not very. I know. No, no. With the media. Yeah, no, no. I, I get them. I've had one before, but I don't have access yeah. to them. But oh, we, what do you have to? Uh, it's, a, it's in the player. It's for the players, room. which I and? respect. No, uh, I don't go in the locker it's room. It's for the players. Yeah. It's for the players. Sally. Yeah. It's uh, a perk. Come on. It's a perk. You could get a milkshake if you wanted one. See, there's two categories of guys. There's guys that ask for the players for milkshakes <laughs> yeah. and guys that don't. And I like to live in that space. Well, but. I would ask. I've asked. Yeah. I, I got like I'm a an little. asker. Taster. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. That's okay. I, uh, I grew up in Dublin, Ohio, and I've always attended that event. And it's just, I, I don't, I don't think as I, I don't think I knew as a kid going to it, how good it was and that there's no corporate signage. There's unbelievable amphitheater viewing for all the fans at any spot. You're never fighting for a view. And I've gone to other tournaments since then and just kind of seen the way like the corporate signage work and works and the viewing points are not the same and the access is not the same. And it's just always, it, the players love that week. It's a great tournament. It's a smaller field and it's just a perfectly pure golf course and it's a great course to walk. So that's, that's my favorite event to attend every year. Okay. Yeah. Jack's retained a lot of control of the event. So he does things, he has his own rules on certain things and he's allowed to do well, that, that what helps. he wants to do with the scoreboards and different things. And 
It's sort of a mini masters that way. It's great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And if you can't get a milkshake house, by the way, you can go to to Graders or Jenny's and get a. Well, I know Jenny's. Jenny's really is where it's at. Yeah, Jenny's you can get some great at. stuff there too. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Um. But what else do you want to cover, House? While we have no laying up in the house. Yeah. He he's played a ton of golf this year as well. We saw the um, short bit at the pro am at the BMW. You got to play with John Rom. Um, who else have you played with this year? I got to play. You mean just professionals? Yeah. I got to play. Right. I don't care about hashtag Joe. Yeah. I know you can play with hashtag. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not. It's actually not too many. I got to play in the Scottish Open Pro Am with Henrik Stenson. Um, oh. And baller. Uh, yeah, I got to play with uh, Peter Uline and Zach Blair um, a couple weeks ago in Cleveland. But cool. Uh, that's that's about it from a pro perspective. I got to play. It's, it's okay. Pretty, it's pretty cool year. To well, get the Robinator is pretty good. Oh, he was great. How he did you? Awesome. How how did you find that experience? It was great. So uh, we uh, the BMW the way they do it, you draw kind of for your parent. You get paired with your two amateur and then you draw and you literally it's it's a popularity contest you get to pick the players you you got and rom fell to like 17th i what? couldn't believe it we had a 7 10 a.m tea time so i yeah. think that's kind of that why was, oh, it was, people yeah. were choosing by tea people times. took the pick pick the afternoon yeah. tea times okay. he was on the board i stood up immediately and said yeah. rom and he Rominator. was awesome i mean he was great he was engaging he had fun with it and you know he's he's kind of helping you pick out pick out lines and stuff so it was great i mean I, both experiences i had with sensen as well were, were absolutely more fun than I could have even imagined a pro MB. Sure. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Hmm. I have to get invited to one of those one of these times. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're you asking to, for milk. You, see, I'm an asker. Yeah. You're asking that. You're not going to get it if you ask for it. It's kind of like the membership. It's got to come to me. No. Yeah. You got to uh, wait for it. I'm never getting in one. There's Jeez. a circuit. We Plus, talked about this. Is this pro am? It's, it's a circuit. Like oh. Alfonso Ribeiro is like the leader of the circuit, like getting invited to all the pro ams. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm definitely not there yet. I don't. If, if Alfonso Ribeiro is that's his club, I don't want to be in that club. That's fine. That's, yeah. I'm out. That's fine. Yeah. You know, players generally don't like pro-ams if you i mean they're they're it's it's expensive it's a tough day i mean do you would you pay top dollar to play in those i, I always look and think i wouldn't. wouldn't it be more fun to go to a top golf with a with a player and kick back that way and a few tournaments are actually thinking about yeah. that actually one of the things rory mentioned to me was he said he does he would like pro-ams to go to nine holes and then you yeah. go have lunch with them you go sit yeah. in the clubhouse and yeah. have lunch. With them. Perfect example. The, yeah. the novelty of it wears off quickly, and I mean, meaning that um, you get used to it, which is great. Like you, you get more comfortable. The first right, right, couple holes crowd. are a bit, bit nervous yeah. and whatnot, but you get very comfortable doing it. But eighteen holes maybe isn't necessary for that whole getting that whole experience. Yeah. But at the same time, the the two times I've done it, if if it stopped after nine, I'd have been like, we got to keep going. Yeah, because yeah. it, it really is a lot yeah. of fun. So well, I don't I know if I'd pay it. for it, but. It is. It's just a really cool, cool experience. A once in a lifetime thing. I have another superlative yep. for you, uh, and we didn't discuss this ahead of time, so it'll be okay if if uh, you have to think about it for a second. Your guys, the no laying up, the the real, you know, uh, essence of no laying up to me, the way I consumed it, the way I was introduced to it, is through the Twitter feed mm -hmm. and the outstanding <laughs> observations in real time um, about the tournaments occurring. What would you say was your best tweet? Best tweet Ooh. in 2017 oh, golf season for this year. Yeah. What go what what, I don't know. what so, got a lot of action? It's harder it, it, the more the more following we get, the hard, it, the harder it is to be edgy to kind of you got to be yeah. so much more careful with what you say. Sure. Not so, we I mean full admission I've definitely softened some but um it's it's you do, we do try to live in that in that area where you're, you know, can entertain people but kind of be say what other people aren't saying. So uh man, it's hard to rate your own best tweet. No, no, what what got the best reaction? Oh. What do you think? Hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go to the drawing board on that one. I don't remember what there was a lot of stuff when JT shot fifty nine. Oh, yeah. I think I think it was probably I said that after JT shot sixty three at the US Open 
uh, in front of Johnny Miller mm-hmm. or Johnny Miller, I guess wasn't there. I guess if he shuts, I think I said something like he, he shut Johnny Miller up. He deserves diplomatic immunity or something like that. <laughs> but that was probably the strongest reaction or something along those lines. I can't remember. Was exactly. it mostly applause? Yeah. Mostly, mostly, mostly applause. Yeah. yeah. yeah though definitely Standing sometimes for that you one. say some things that are a bit, a bit edgy and you get a lot of replies and sure. people get very offended very, very, very easily. Yeah. The golf community, days. especially very fragile. Very yeah. Sensitive. That I, I've, I'm really glad you brought this up because I've been sort of thinking about my blog and and where I've been and and, and of late I realize I've been a lot less um, edgy and and fewer sarcastic headlines and I wonder how much of that is the feedback you get from Twitter that can really wear you down or is it the game and and the yeah. people in it and some and how sensitive they are because you once you do one of those. The emails you have to deal with, or the phone call, or, or or the lecture that you have to sit down with the agent, and 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 it, it's a deterrent, isn't it? Your There's, mind gets trained, and like yeah. before you say it, I'm like, well, I know what this dumb person is going to say about it, and I know they're going to mis- <laughs> they're going to misconstrue it in this way. You, yeah. you can predict how yeah. they're going to misconstrue something. So, oh, it definitely deters, and that's what that's what you know. Sometimes getting out and getting away from Twitter and actually talking to people about the things that they enjoy reading and hearing about helps because you can let that negative majority ne- negative minority take over yeah. your you know, hesitation to go into things. But like you said, some things are just not worth it. Like it's yeah. not worth getting yeah. like, I don't know. It, it, I say a lot of things on the podcast that I get, I get phone calls almost weekly about things I say on there that are, are rather tame for the most part. It's not, it's not anything that's you know too disruptive and, but like a golf world is very sensitive. Yeah. 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 I'm glad I don't get those phone calls. I have uh, one more thing for you. Sure. You guys, um, you described at the outset how it's turning into a full-time job. Uh, the new season, the new golf season starts tomorrow. <laughs> so let's talk about what No Laying Up has in store for the 2017-2018 golf season. We have a lot. So we, like I said, we everything up to uh, two months ago has always been a part-time thing. So mm-hmm. uh, now I'm dedicated to this full-time. We're hoping to bring at least two of our guys in full-time starting next year and starting in the 2018 year as well. And uh, we've hired a, a semi-consultant. Uh, we've hired a consultant for in a semi-full-time role to help us with video production, help us with production of our podcast, help us with kind of content ideas and relationship building and whatnot. So we are, uh, the phrase we're using is an old Randy Moss phrase that we're taking the top off the defense and uh, we're really kind of going for it next year. So uh, a lot more video stuff. That's kind of where we're going to expand and we're going to try to continue to grow the podcast, uh, but stay kind of stay focused to what we've done in, on that regard. But uh, we're also going to be hopefully producing a live show in the future uh, kind of, uh, through Periscope or through Twitter. So cool. we're really going to go for it and have now that we have some time to actually dedicate to these things rather than doing them in the middle of the night in Europe, which I was doing for three years. It's I'm looking forward to, to this kind of 2.0 phase of uh, actually turning this into a legitimate media company. So for sure. Well, I, yeah. I, I told you I'm an asker. Can, can I invite myself as these things come along? I might get a little heads up. Can I what can I invite myself? Well, we, to? we just talked about this. You ask, you don't get it. You can't what? ask for it. This you is not how you do it. This, these millennials and their rules. Just be cool. Understand Just it. I think be cool. that's be really cool. kind of a time-honored tradition house, to be honest with you. That's <laughs> not, really not a millennial-related one. Cool, so how many, the, turn the them problem. down, and then they're going to want you. Oh, exactly. tell, okay. tell them that right. no you could no speak to this. This is why I never got any girlfriends. How many golf clubs are that exact way? If you ask for a membership, you're out. Exactly. That's, exactly. A, that's a thing. That's yeah, a yeah, thing. Yeah, I don't yeah. belong anywhere. Yeah, no. No, no, me neither. Now we know why. <laughs> All right, Chris. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks we appreciate it. Good luck yes, for the, the coming year. We look forward to seeing what you guys do. Appreciate you having me, and uh, we finally made it happen. Thanks. Absolutely. 
All right, we thank Chris Solomon again for joining us here at Petco Park, the links at Petco Park by Callaway. It's been really a lot of fun, and he he really put on a, uh, a nice exhibition there in our little our little face-off. He stuck it. He did stick it. It was a draw, too. That was impressive. Uh, all right, before we wrap up a few things, House, and things we don't want to talk about, uh, just a reminder that when you're the number one putter in golf, every week is a big week. Odyssey has notched more worldwide tour wins this year than any other putter brand, and it is by far the most widely used putter brand across the globe. And we all know, because you've been hearing us talk about the latest Odyssey is the O-Works Red or the O-Works Black and or, of course, beautiful putters with inspiring head shapes. You were raving about, uh, what was that? The number, was that the seven? Number? Seven. It was today. a lovely yeah. red seven. Uh, and of course, they're the uh, striking colors merging with the micro hinge insert to help you put top spin on the ball for a better more accurate role. They are now in your local golf shop from Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. Hey, House, this just came in. They just posted it on the video board out there. You're now the all-time leader in home runs during the links of Petco by Callaway. Could, could, uh, they com- they went back and looked at the tape of your, your glorious shot off the first tee last year. The first tee was at home plate when you hit a – was that a five iron you just – brazenly pulled out and brazen yeah it was brazen where the baseball because it's a 110 yard hole check i'm humbled now i'm honored and i'm a little hungry yeah 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 I, I well when you have a salad for lunch that'll do it all right so house we uh we're wrapping up the year now it's been a sensational year in pro golf especially but we also saw some great stuff in amateur golf is there anything you want to talk about anything you don't want to talk about this year maybe talk about the baseball playoffs that are coming up and and how our teams will hopefully meet. We don't want to talk about that, do we? Well, Shaq, I'm not going to talk about it because I don't want to jinx the possibility of our two teams being together in the National League Championship Series. If it happens, I'm going to figure out a way to fly myself to Los Angeles, California, and enjoy a delicious Dodger dog. Bill Simmons is still mad at me for saying I was going to have my first Dodger dog with with Shackelford, but I'm hoping that this is the occasion. The lifelong Boston fan suddenly has has embraced everything Dodgers because he uh, had a good experience at the game recently sitting in the rich people's seats. Good for him. <laughs> uh, all right. We don't really want to talk about the great job that Jim Cunningham did editing the show this year, right? Well, I would like to say okay. uh, I am going to talk about it. Beautiful job. Uh, big thanks. Jim Cunningham. All season long, sitting through the mess that, that we yeah. make on this golf podcast Correct. and pulling it together and making it sound like two semi-professionals, at least one professional, one non-professional, meet in the middle, it's a semi-professional. Shout out to Jim Cunningham. Shout out to Joe Fuentes for the helpful support on that front as well. And then also... We don't want to talk about Jeff Newbarth and all the producing he's done, right? No. We don't I mean, do I, I don't know how we would have a script otherwise without well, Jeff true. Newbarth because you and I aren't writing up any scripts. Big love to Jeff Newbarth. Also, of course, let's give uh, a little nod, tip of the hat to the podfather himself, Bill Simmons, maybe. maybe. But more importantly, Harry Ardner yep. for, for all the love and sponsorship from the Callaway community. Uh, we couldn't do it without him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, the thing I would like to talk about is we we don't know when we'll be back, uh, if we'll be having, having any little pop-ups here later in the year, but we will try to uh, keep you apprised of things on social media, and, but we'd love to hear feedback from you all out there listening. We thank you so much for your support. It was a lot of fun, as always, uh, House at the President's Cup, to uh, hear from people. Yeah, that's nice. And I'm of glad course, I, shout-outs. I naturally hear that I hear a shack house and I stop and I, then I go and grill them about uh, basically doing marketing research and do you like interviews? Do you not? And <laughs> it's a little, it was a little embarrassing. I, I, I got a little, but I think we love hearing the feedback. Podcasting is such an interesting 
form of media, and we nobody has any answers yet on 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 what works, but we know it is working because we listen to them, and we have people telling us they're listening, and we thank you all for for yeah, doing that. Yeah, and, thank you for listening. Um, and I think really that about covers it all. We we thank Chris Solomon for for coming on the show today, and uh, we thank Callaway for hosting us here at beautiful Petco Park. Um, and is there anything else on the Ringer House, the Ringer Podcast Network, that you would like to? Uh, so I'm, I mean, I'm the hardest working man on the Ringer Podcast Network. I mean, I'm. Yeah, I'm, you are. I'm House humble. of Carbs. Oh, so House of Carbs is going to keep going. Yeah, well, I have House okay. of Carbs all the way through and you the, got the, the big... podcast season where the NBA is about to be in front of us. We're hot and heavy on okay. the NFL. So I invite myself on every podcast that's available. I'll be on against all odds the next time I can, I can figure out with the basketball season. Anyway, thanks, everybody, for listening to The Shaka. of the Ringer Podcast Network. This episode of Shack House brought to you by Proper Cloth, the leader in men's custom shirts at propercloth.com. Ordering custom shirts has never been easier. Create your custom shirt, my friends, by answering 10 very easy questions. Shirts start from 80 bucks and are delivered in just two weeks. For premium quality and perfect fitting shirts, visit propercloth.com and use gift code SHACKHOUSE. That's S-H-A-C-K-H-O-U-S-E to get $20 off. Your first custom shirt today, propercloth.com, shack house to get 20 bucks off. Do it today. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.